Warning, if you are faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. I, I saw something today because uh, Veronica told me you're on TikTok. I didn't know that. And so I looked at one video and there was the most romantic story mm-hmm. about you and your woman about when she finally realized she, she was in love with you. you. She was in love with you. And so I'm going to tell the viewers what it was. Yeah. You guys were on the phone. You were, had been seeing each other and you told her, hey, I'm going to f- some porn stars and I'm going to uh, FaceTime you, babe. And she said, nah. No, I don't think I want you to do that. And then you said, well, you better not do shit while you're out. And she just thought that was so romantic that you just were territorial over her. Sounds so bad now. (laughs) That's why I'm saying it, because I'm being sarcastic. Sounds so (laughs) romantic, Adam. God, I mean, I got to tell you, bro. You have this tough (laughs) exterior, but wow, that was like, that was really deep. All right, welcome to the Nick Vertucci Show. I am Nick Vertucci. I'm here with Veronica Brill and Adam22. Adam, how are you? Excellent. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. So for those of you who know Adam22, you kind of probably know what's coming. For those of you who don't, uh, I guess strap in or, or strap on, right? Either one. <laughs> and let, and, Bend uh, over. You're about to get pegged. Those That's things right. make me feel kind of uncomfortable. You what? Every time I walk into a porn star's apartment and they have just like a big black strap on laying yeah. there, it's just kind of yeah. You're not sure. Sets a different tone. Yeah. What What's the <laughs> maximum capacity that you can handle though? I've never uh, never, never gone that. that never far. been pegged. No. Okay. Well, we'll get, right. not yet. No. Nah. All right. So what we're gonna do before that gets way too interesting and we miss all the other stuff, if you're cool with it, couple questions, personal. Got some business stuff. Uh, well, the business stuff actually ties into personal. And then just some closing stuff. So uh, we just were talking. You so there will be an ending. So so, so beginning stuff, middle stuff, and, and then ending stuff. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be happy. That was cool. But I just it wanted was... to clarify that for you in case you weren't clear. It's going to get there. Okay. Yeah. How, right. by, by the way, how did he get this interview with you? He just asked me while we were playing. And I, I was like, all right, he's a nice guy. I like, I like Nick. Oh, Appreciate I thought that. he had to like jump through hoops. Well, and... I did. Well, first of all, he agreed immediately. But then it was like an act of Congress to get him. Right. Well, so, because you wanted me to come on Friday in the middle of a hailstorm and the traffic was a little messed up and I had a whole day of interviews afterwards. So I decided to be bougie and push it from Friday to Sunday. No, that that was fair. But the part that's interesting, we'll get to. And I don't know if it's interesting, but I was like shocked as I got contacted by a gal, a gal named Laura. Right. She's your publicist. Well, she uh, like handles the bookings of interviews and everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, My cool. schedule in general. Pretty yeah, much. So yeah. I toggled back and forth between you and Laura and I was like, wow, man, I think I'm interviewing like Elvis or something. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we got him. We got Elvis. There's probably some poker players with publicists out there to help them yeah. book media stuff, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Well, I found out you're like a little bit bigger deal than than I thought you were. Like, and I'm not just trolling when I say that. Like, <laughs> you have we'll talk about it, but you have podcasts with like 1.67 million followers and all right. Well, actually, is well, that you? My, my YouTube channel has 4.6 million subscribers. Okay, so I, I think. Okay, so I fucked up. 4.6. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know where I got 1.6. Maybe <laughs> it's just old. You know, bifocals aren't working. But all right. So you're 39. Yeah. You just told me that on the way the can uh-huh. before we started, and you got two kids. One. 
Wait, you said two. I told no, you a one. Two year old. Oh shit! Is that what you said? You yeah. see what she, it's like talking to him. Yeah, it's so fucking okay. tilting. She told me one, and then you go, yeah, two, and then you meant two years old. Two years old, yeah. Oh god. And All I right. mean, you you have kids who are old enough to have volleyball posters in the hallway, which kind of blew my mind. That's eight. That's my youngest, eighteen. You were born in nineteen eighty three. I looked up, or yep. actually, Valerie looked it up, and that was my junior year in high school. God damn. Holy shit. That's wild. And now you're here. Yeah. Crazy. Here we are, pardon. Yeah, unbelievable. All right. Um, all right. So real real quick about your past. I know nothing about it, um, <laughs> meaning I couldn't energy. find anything on it. I didn't talk to you about anything. Uh, you, I have this weird feeling that maybe you were uh, a rebel or not a good kid, or do I got that wrong? No, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so sure. were you like a – did you come from a good family, or are you just a flat-out troublemaker? How did you get this – chip that you have that is a little different than other people um yeah i come from like a decent family my, my dad was into like local politics that kind of stuff he ran for mayor at one point in 1992 my mom was a librarian at a community college for much of my uh, upbringing but yeah i was always kind of just a real rebel I, I wanted to go ride bmx bikes until four in the morning every day and stuff and i really kind of rejected school and uh pretty much everything that my parents were trying to have me into. And uh, when I was like 19, I started to get real into shoplifting and that led me into getting into um, credit card fraud. So that was like kind of the story of my like 19 to like 21 year old period. And right around the time period that I kind of started to realize like this is bad because like I had a couple of my buddies get caught for the credit card fraud thing yeah. and I was seeing like how ugly that got. And so I started to get into playing poker when I was like 21, when I moved to New York City. I actually moved to New York City because I wanted to make BMX videos. Um, but I ended up hurting my back really bad, like really soon after. So I deposited $200 onto pokerroom.com. And that was like the next three years of my life was just like grinding online poker uh, from like 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, that time period. And so while I was like spending all these years playing low stakes online and actually doing pretty well for myself, which is weird because when I think about it now, I don't know, like, I, I definitely didn't know anything about poker, but like everybody else but, was yeah, pretty terrible. Everybody at the same else time. didn't know anything, yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that I started to like not make money come like 2006, 2007. Like my fucking win rate really cooled off. Yeah. And, uh, Around that time, I just I'm online like every day, like just, you know, kind of looking for shit to look at while I'm playing poker. And so I, I had found these like rap blogs that were, you know, posting all the new rap music and everything at the time, which I was I had always like been a person who was buying the source and double XL uh, every every month and just being super interested in rap music and just listening to it all the time. And these blogs sort of just like occurred to me like, oh, I could run this kind of site, but about BMX bikes, because I have just been paying attention to it for like 10 years. I know everything about it. I could do this. So I started a blog and it, it started to do pretty well. I quit playing poker because I realized it was making me miserable and I wasn't really making money anymore. And I just completely focused on uh, running this BMX website for like 10 years. Uh, I moved to LA or Long Beach at the time in like 2010. I was living in New York during this whole Thing of starting the BMX website or whatever. And around 2013, 2014, I said, you know what? I'm going to start doing 
BMX podcasts because I had the blog thing was kind of starting to like wear off a little bit. And it was like, it was still a cool business and everything, but I was starting to get more and more into YouTube and making vlogs, going to the skate park, doing that kind of stuff. And so I started doing interviews with all these like BMX pros and like uh, company owners and that kind of stuff. And then meanwhile, at the same time though, I was going to all these like underground rap shows and just, you know, snorting Coke and popping Xanax with all these fucking porn stars and uh, different, you know, people in the sort of like LA underground nightlife type scene. And so I started to kind of take the podcast and do, do my own thing, interviewing rappers and everything. And I started No Jumper to basically facilitate me interviewing all the rappers and porn stars and comedians and YouTubers that I was meeting. And then that just kind of spiraled out of control. And here we are now. <laughs> well, there's a lot in between there. <laughs> so, okay. So early 2000s, you basically, I'm just putting the dog back in the yard because yeah. the, whoever missed it, right? What's so funny? No, uh, your, your boomer sayings are great. Your dog back in the yard. Yeah. Well, That's a new rate, one. Yeah, what I like the fuck is rate. that? We putting the dog back in the yard? Yeah, he, yeah, he comes the up dog with back in the yard. Yeah. Return to an earlier part of the conversation? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. We're, yeah, we're yeah. cleaning we're it up. Back, putting we're getting it back in to the... a couple points before we move on. This is fair, yeah, because <laughs> I just gave you a real, like, 15-year synopsis there. You gave us a cursory... That was a lot, Yeah, no. So, no, that's good. But so you, in the early 2000s, basically... To, to wrap it up is you started playing poker, but you didn't have any training. You just were interested in it. You were studying, maybe read a couple books. I was reading books and lurking two plus two and doing whatever I could to try yeah, to figure stuff shit. out, which seems hilarious now when I like think about studying is like, Oh, you know, you can figure out like exactly what to yeah. do here in, at the exact right frequency. Right. And so now like my idea of like what being a poker pro would be like, would just be like studying an totally insane different. amount and then grinding an insane amount. But at that time, it was like this quest to like figure out how to play these spots. But in retrospect, like, what the fuck were we? I don't know. The books back then were terrible too. Yeah, really, it was crazy. Like terrible advice. Daniel well, Grano's we first book. About just... <laughs> that. And all all due respect to the to the legend Doyle Brunson. He picked that up before it started and goes, "Oh my God!" A original copy of the Super System. And the truth is, is like. That's a that's just an iconic book, but if you read it, it is like antiquated because that's all they had at the time. Yeah. And I was telling Adam that you know Doyle used to have to run out like ace king against queens and literally run out the deck like four two to four hundred times just to figure out like what wins more. Think about the fact that this is a book meant like this is meant to be sold, and they took the back cover and dedicated it to like all the hand nicknames yeah yeah like the Doyle Brunson <laughs> yeah. and the American Airlines yeah, like yeah, yeah. think about that use of the real estate that's pretty <laughs> yeah funny. no that's that's back in the day right there yeah. when did you figure out that you said like you figured out because some buddies were getting pinched for the for the fraud stuff so you never got arrested or did any time ever in your life not for that so you no. just had the okay well so, not in general yeah yeah but you just had the like it just came to you that I'm either going down this path and it's probably not going to work out I think I was really starting to become cognizant of the fact that the uh, like the mental anguish and anxiety that I was feeling when right. I was like going into a store and doing purchases with a credit card that I bought from Russia on some website and scanned right. onto a credit card that that it was just not good for me and that it was probably not you know going in a good direction. What's uh, the biggest thing that like size wise, not what you think I'm gonna ask that you uh, um, stole? <laughs> well, but it was like. It was like we, 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 on average, were doing more like small purchases over and over. Mm-hmm. Like the goal would be to buy 10 laptops no, in a day. No, but you said you shoplift too. 
Yeah, but back in the day, man, that was some pretty small time stuff. I remember I, I had a little hustle going where I would go to like the mall area in downtown Nashville where I grew up and I would like hit the fucking Barnes and Noble and there were these like hundred dollar like computer programming books that you could sell on eBay for like 50 bucks. And I would just like get a coffee and like post up in, in there with like a stack of these books and like a magazine. And I would just sit there and like read the magazine for 20 minutes. And then I would just take all the books and put them in my backpack and then walk out and like just that easy, just like make like 200 bucks real quick. Right. Like that. And that's when I've realized like, I can't have a job. Like there's just like mad shit that I could do to, yeah. to make money. Yeah. And that, but then luckily it only really took a couple of years before I figured out how to start making money online. And then with the BMX, well, it was poker before that, but oh, then that's that right, as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got their tricks. No, I, I'm, I'm, I like where my fascination is, is like, when you started No Jumper and and you're doing these interviews, I noticed that the way you are, the way you communicate is just so fucking transparent. Mm. And I'm wondering if that like started your success, but I feel like I'm putting the cart before the horse here in this interview. No, no, like we we're going there anyways. Over, right? Why don't you yeah, tell yeah, everybody yeah. what your podcasts are and what they are about so when we mention them that we could just be there. Well, so at this point we kind of have like a couple of different podcasts uh that i do per week that are just like me and a couple of guys talking about whatever talking about topics our lives etc mm -hmm. and then i also just do a lot of interviews what's that one called uh well we have the no jumper show that yeah. premieres every tuesday at 6 p.m and then mm -hmm. i have another one called sledge lords with this dude danny mullen that's more of like a comedy type podcast whereas the other one is more hip-hop specific mm -hmm. so uh yeah and then but there's like a ton of different shows on my uh channel like with just different people hosting them and stuff at this point and we have like a, a daily news show that's just like a bunch of different hosts mm -hmm. in a room talking about the news that i'm not really on most of the time and everything but then i just do a ton of interviews like a lot of my biggest successes podcast wise have just been uh you know just having up-and-coming rappers on the podcast and just you know finding out what they're all about who's your favorite so far well so there's this kid xxx tentacion who was killed uh, a couple yeah. years ago and his interview is to this date the biggest uh rapper interview of all time on youtube in terms of just views like on one single upload it's it's kind of crazy to think that in the first year doing interviews i just so happened to interview this kid who was realistically almost a nobody at that time but i was just kind of in the underground scene and just was like real tapped into like all the different up and coming like florida rappers at the time and just the fact that that interview went on to basically just be this like blueprint to his life that became ridiculously important to people both during his life and afterwards it was just like such a transformative thing because that that interview alone pretty much took me from being kind of like this guy who just had this little bit of traction going on youtube to like all of a sudden like all the biggest labels and that managers etc they're just how, all talking to me all of a yeah, sudden yeah that was my next question that you answered it how the hell do you go from like wanting <clears throat> to do a podcast and being interested in rap and wind up interviewing all the i mean you just answered it so it's just but that would be my next question yeah i mean i was just honest <clears throat> i was just authentically into it and just knew what i was talking about even though i was super early on and yeah. in a lot of those interviews i'm like really like weirdly embarrassingly green and like just not knowing what the fuck i'm talking about at all yeah but i was just like really genuinely into it and also when you think about hip-hop like 2016 2017 was like 
this time period where it really surged and became the biggest form of music in the world, which has kind of subsided a little bit. Like it's still probably the biggest form of music, but it's kind of just, it's not having like this insane spike like it was in 2016 when it was, you had everybody like from Lil Pump to X to, you know, just tons of people just exploding at that time. So I was really kind of just in the right place at the right time to capitalize on the fact that all these underground rappers went from, you know, being, underground rappers to becoming like gigantic worldwide sensations and i was just kind of like right there doing content about it at the right time are they seeking you out now like up and coming rappers to get some notoriety sometimes i mean it's weird because yeah sometimes because that cosign definitely means a lot to a lot uh, a lot of rappers but then at the same time the the media universe is so fragmented now in hip-hop where it's like there's a million podcasts so an up-and-coming rapper has so many different choices and the likelihood of me getting somebody like like the way that i got that x interview super early on and then he didn't really do any other interviews afterwards like that scenario doesn't really play out that much anymore because chances are that you know, there might have been a even smaller uh, interviewer who would have got him early on and then he would have gone on to do all these other shows. It's like there's so many shows now. And that's why like No Jumper has kind of had to pivot. Like we weren't able to just rely on being like, oh, we're going to just get all the up and coming rappers because there's so many people trying to do that now. So that's why we have so much content that's kind of like about our internal personalities. And there's a huge percentage of the fan base now that are like pretty much only invested in like they really could give a fuck less about some new rapper that I'm interviewing. They they want to see how the personalities on the channel interact. Did that rapper you mentioned uh, he was killed? Yeah. Shot? Yeah. Uh, rival stuff? Uh, no, nah, he was buying a motorcycle and he had like $50,000 in cash. And there was just some jack boys lurking and they just ran down on him. And, and that's something. Yeah. Wow. How old was he when he died? He was, he 21? was what? really young. He was really young. Jesus. Okay. How long before he passed did you interview him? I think I interviewed him in like early 2016 or at some point in 2016. So we were friends or we were in communication for maybe like two years before he passed in 2018. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, uh, when, when you've had them on the show, I mean, I would assume some of them have some pretty hard personalities. Did, did anything ever go south with you with any of your people you've interviewed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some fights. I've been, I've been, I've been looking at some TikToks and yeah. some fights yeah. on your show. Just they did, what was it? They didn't like what you asked them. You pushed back. Like, oh, yeah. generally speaking, what's the... I mean, what's I'm, the, I've made, I made Black China walk out. Um, I made a Cuban doll walk out. Like, I just, like, there's definitely been a lot of walkouts. But has, the, has it been because you were, like, brutally honest with them or... Sort of, yeah, like the the Black China one in, in, in particular, like she she started off on a bad note because she um uh she wanted to pee and then she said that our bathroom was gross. Let me be honest, our bathroom's like pretty much at the time it was like on par with your bathroom. It was a pretty average bathroom. <laughs> it's not gross. That's it's what I'm saying. Tidy. Like, yeah. I mean ours yeah. was actually probably a little worse than yours, but it was like it wasn't bad. But she was like you know, holding my bathroom's her. clean to get clean three times a week. Right, okay. She was yeah. holding her pee. Yeah, definitely. We weren't getting her clean three times a week, but she was holding her pee. So she was like already kind of in a bad mood. And then, uh, she wanted to talk about her music career. It was just kind of a farce to be totally honest. And I, I was it, he was boring. I was trying to ask her about all these rappers that we've known her to date and she was not feeling it. She and, just kept repivoting to something you don't want to talk and about. And I just, 
yeah, I just kept asking her about these rappers. I just, I just kept naming them <laughs> off one by one. Like, so what about him? Cause she was just like, it was like, I was either going to just do the worst 10 minute interview ever and just give up. Or I was going to like keep pushing a little bit <laughs> and get her to walk out. Yeah. And it was probably, yeah. I think the walkout was probably better. Yeah. No, uh, no fights though. Lots of, well, there's been some fights. Oh, there has. Yeah. I didn't look any of that up. I mean, you were you were noodling all day last night and today. I was I watching the fight reels. <laughs> yeah. Well, you this, had a, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, yeah. The 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 crazy one recently in terms of a fight was like I interviewed this like young pimp named Kelpie. He's from here actually, and uh, I think he's he's, he's what a, constitutes a pimp? Is he a pimp? He's like literally a pimp filming videos, going to the track, like having girls sell pussy on the street. Yeah, so he's a And pimp. documenting it, which is crazy because yeah. in this day and age, you can get like real deal sex trafficking charges for that shit. From yeah, it didn't told. work out for Heidi Fleiss and that was nothing. Yeah, was uh, but but I had a, I did an interview with him and I had as a co-host, one of the, the hosts on the No Jumper channel is this guy, Almighty Suspect, who uh, has a lot of respect for the, the pimp code, you could say. Yeah. And uh, at some point during the conversation, this, this little white kid starts calling him a bitch and like just like really just disrespecting him and suspect proceeded to just stand up and just bow, 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 bow. He hit him oh, with like 20 shots in like a minute. Wow. Before we managed to break it up. That was fairly <laughs> recent, wasn't it? That was, yeah, a couple months ago. Wow. Okay. I want to watch that. So that was the yeah. first time I think that like, but like, you know, like one of our hosts got spit on by a guest like maybe a year That's ago. So fucking wild. Yeah. Now, this wasn't a guest, but you had a gun put to you. Put to your head in your studio? Yeah, that, that was an intruder. Yeah. what? Tell us about that. We were like just doing this live stream in the back of the, the store because we had a store on Melrose at the Ooh. time. I kind of skipped that, but like uh, we started out downtown. That's where I started doing the, the BMX interviews and the that's where we started No Jumper. And then once it started going better, we moved to Melrose in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, one night we were doing this like, like long ass live stream where we would like people would basically like donate for us to listen to their music we still do this and uh it it you know we'd make like very large amounts of money in a given night which is pretty crazy because people were paying like a 100 bucks per song to like have their shit played and we'd be on there for like eight fucking hours but at some point some crazy ass like you know angry fan like was lurking by the fucking dumpster and like we got food delivered and and while the food was being brought in uh, he fucking jumped through and like, you know, stuck this gun in my face and basically like tried to rob me. He was like, give me everything you got. And, uh, yeah, like he didn't shoot. And, uh, the guys proceeded to fucking like damn near kill him. Uh, they like just beat the dog shit out of him till he was just out for like 10 minutes straight. And then like, uh, he like started to get up. And so they like kicked him in the head a few more times and he was like out again but yeah, and then the cops came and they just took him, and that was that was but, a weird and one. And I watched a clip on that, and you mentioned that it like, ended up being a fake gun. Yeah, you mentioned it's a fake gun, and that uh, you it happened so quick that you. I mean, I don't know if you were afraid. You said you kind of were laughing because you didn't know what how to how to uh, act. I let out a little giggle. A giggle, yeah. It was, it was, and then you said you called the cops, and they're like, "Well, if he's subdued, <laughs> you need us to come." And you're like, "Yeah, we yeah. fucking need you to come." You really like forget how lazy the fucking cops are and how impossible it is <laughs> to get them to do anything. And they were like, they, they were like fully transparent though. They were like, "Well, you know, we were just over there. Like now we're all the way over here. Like we really got to go all the way back there." And I'm like, 
I'm like, well, the other option is that we fucking drag this guy into the alley and just leave him there to die, I guess, and hold on to this gun that, like, <laughs> like I feel like me holding on to this gun yeah, is not. in and of itself a crime for yeah. sure. Yeah. So we got him to come, and they it was crazy, though, because they clearly, like, didn't even know who we were, didn't even understand, like, what we had going on here. Yeah. I'm like, we have, like, incidents here, like, all the fucking time. There's, like, crazy viral shit here happening all the time, and you guys are so disconnected from the community that you don't even know what's going on. Yeah. I was kind of impressed by how fucking out of it they were. <laughs> That's LAPD? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go figure. No, it makes sense. I'm sure they have like bigger fish to fry because there's just so many fucking robberies and shit yeah, taking place you know, in Hollywood. I think it comes down to bigger fish to fry could, but it also comes down to, you know, there's been a lot of negative incidents with police officers that were legitimately, you know, not right. And, mm. um, and over time, all the groups against law enforcement have, uh, have watered down the hiring process they've watered down uh the policies so many things so you're not you're not getting the same quality the new cops you're not getting the same quality as you used to get which is counterproductive to this statement that like back in the day there was like a lot of shit that probably happened that shouldn't happen and i used to be a cop so Mm. i'm a total supporter of law enforcement but not of cops that are either i.e uh dirty or you know completely taking your civil rights by beating the shit out of you unappropriately, Mm. maybe a little fluff up if you hit them once or twice. Right. But that's it. And, uh, especially, uh, lazy cops like that. Like you got to do, I'm a cop supporter generally, you know, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of shitty ones out there, but we definitely need them and we need them to be like good, you know? So I feel like I, I agree. Yeah. So it's like anything, right? You got bad apples. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about rappers right now, but I see that you're interviewing a lot of porn stars. When did that start? So from the beginning, honestly, like I interviewed Riley Reed and like a bunch of other like porn stars that I just kind of knew or like have been able to get in touch with. Um, but yeah, I started seeing my fiance now in 2016 and, uh, you know, pretty quickly that kind of turned into us like doing content for her OnlyFans, uh, which I really just didn't have any qualms about it wasn't like a big decision for me to do that with her at the time it was just kind of whatever and then that sort of slowly transpired into us starting a plug talk about a year and a half ago which is like our podcast where we interview girls and then sleep with them um and the sleeping with them part is on OnlyFans. if you want to search plug talk only fans you can find our only but basically uh yeah that's how i kind of began like a different chapter in this whole thing where i'm uh, also piping on camera which a lot of people seem to find very interesting i find that there's a theme this is the most interesting part of the the, of the interview there's a theme though because Uh, all of them think that your wife's hot or your fiance's hot and they're mm -hmm. like they love her and you're just kind of like standing there it seems and then somehow you get included in it but it seems like your wife's like the one that everyone loves (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah I'm, I'm, you know because she has like her own only fans and she's like clearly her own draw whereas maybe sometimes i feel like i should like embrace the like male porn star thing more because i don't do like a lot of the things that the male porn stars do which is what uh like jerk off videos and mm. like you know responding to all these gay dudes and your dms on only fans who want to like talk dirty to you and shit yeah. like that i don't i don't have an only fans like that i just do the plug talk thing yeah but there's 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 weird incentives once you get into that shit is there so, well i know a, a young guy named zay hilfiger who 
he got into it and all of a sudden it's like when when 80 percent of your followers who are paying you are gay dudes what do they want to see you do yeah they want to see well, you play so then, with your fucking balloon if not you want to make the so, real cheddar yeah then you got to do it so I'm, I'm 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 not sure i want to give into those incentives either so yeah well keep us posted we'll do another <laughs> podcast if you decide to to roll over okay so okay so i have a couple questions all right so you uh all right, your fiance originally had an OnlyFans, which I would assume would it be just with another girl or alone? She has her own solo uh, so OnlyFans. She fans. just is alone. Whatever they pay for, it's her seeing her doing whatever she yeah, does. Yeah, well, you can see me and her on her yeah. uh, her OnlyFans as well as like her and other girls. They do photo shoots and videos mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. You know, when did who had the the bright idea to say, oh wow, we're interviewing these porn stars. Let's now do this and have another channel. And make more money how what was the first time how did that the light bulb go off for that model well this company approached us that was doing like x-rated versions of like youtubers uh content like basically creating pay sites and so i did a bunch of meetings with them and like heard out their whole pitch and everything and then i was eventually just like fuck this i'm just gonna do this on my own because i don't really feel like they're bringing enough value to the situation So, and, and they wanted us to do some like weird, like, you know, PG 13 type shit where like the girls would take their tits out and me and my girl, like, I think we like believe in real porn, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. because there's a lot of people faking it. It's like you shoot with girls and like, they'll pretend to eat your ass and they're just kind of like putting their mouth around it and they're not really using their tongue and shit. And it's like a lot of people, they're just kind of trying to put on the show and they're not really doing it. And for me, it's like. I want to do the real deal. Yeah. Content. Authentic. So, yeah. It's just, it's just not like worth me showing up if I'm not going to really get in there and have a good time. I feel like, so we just want to do like the real version. You can't so- properly eat ass. Don't fucking do porn. No, but yeah. it's, right? they can, they're just, it, they're <laughs> just doing porn. it for the camera. Right. And like right. in that, and you hear it from girls too. Like my girl will go to do a lesbian scene with another girl and then tell me, Oh, she was faking my pussy. She'll just like put her mouth around it and not really be doing it because she's not a lesbian, which, you know that's cool like i understand but it's it's kind of weak right if you're like showing yeah. up on set and just doing the no, bare minimum it probably transfers onto the the video this that it's not real like i For don't know sure. i would think so maybe most of the most popular girls are the girls who are really like genuinely there present excited as fuck to be in it you can't watch an angela white scene without being like oh she loves having sex like she yeah, feels very passionately about this yeah you gotta be passionate about your work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I okay. So listen, Valerie, if you got something, ask it. Well, yeah. I have so many questions that I don't, I don't know where to start. I kind of want to know: Do you guys pay the people who you sleep with on your show? No, it's a content trade, which means basically they get to put it on their OnlyFans as well, which is, from our perspective, worth it because it just kind of like exposes their fan base to the content as well, and it sort of incentivizes them to promote it and put it out there and everything. So it's like, we both kind of, that's like, there's, there's basically two models that people get paid for porn, which is like studios. will just pay a girl a set rate and, uh, or we'll do like content trade these days on OnlyFans. Like whenever like a guy and a girl just link up and just film stuff them, themselves, it's like, they don't pay each other. They just both put it on their platforms, you know? Yeah. So you were pretty clear. I'm going to ask you a couple of real quick questions. You're pretty clear. No guy stuff for you. No. Okay. <laughs> what about what about trans? Because I saw you. Even asking the question is funny. To you. I saw you interviewing some trans women. Any trans? Uh, No, nah, I'm cool. Yeah. I thought about it, but it just doesn't. 
Yeah. It doesn't like sit right with me. I don't think I got it in me. Yeah. You know, uh, literally. Well, you know, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. You no know, pun or pun, but okay. I, I'm not trying but, to do anything on camera that, that I would not have done in my private yeah, sexual life, I think. So for me, this is not All right. Good. Here's the next question. But I fuck with trans people and I, I like, you know, have interviewed a few of them and find it pretty interesting. Yeah. 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 How about you? How about your lady? Uh, no, no cock for the lady. No. Can't one, do one it. cock only. Yeah. That's it, right? So yeah. it's it's that way. You know the now, patriarchy is real, Nick. Does she? I get it, buddy. Did you? God, you're gonna. Well, your group's gonna love this. All right, listen. <laughs> Ooh, I don't oh give a God. fuck what he does in his the sex life. haters? What's her yeah. group? No, she's yeah. a feminist group. Oh right. Yeah, but your your fiance is a feminist. Is she? Yes, what you said in an interview when you she interviewed you. I got to talk to her about that. Yeah, no, I saw her say that, or you said that, but who cares? We don't want to no, talk about she's, that. She's cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, um, does she? I guarantee there has to be some jealous moments where, like, not jealous because you guys are doing this, but as a woman, has there been a time where she's like, "You really look like you really like that." Like, do you like her? Like, have you thought about her again? Why do you keep? bringing her up shit like that we had that but that was mostly back in the day when we were just meeting girls in the club and being drunk and going home and you know then the jealousy thing would be more of a real so it was thing. pre-business yeah well now that it just feels like such a business it's like i would have to really fuck up for her to be looking at me like i did something wrong you know because now she kind of she's seen me fuck so many girls in front of her and she's never seen me like get into one of them or like be hollering at one of them later or anything like that. So, but, well, but it's important. You got to keep the balance while you're in there. You know, you got to, no, 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 okay, no. Yeah, I saw one interview. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I saw one interview. I cannot remember what you well, Yeah. Where she interviewed you and you said oh, okay. that you are loyal now to her, to her, right. because you at one point were, kind of lying to her and you were going to go out and sleep with some gal and then you thought to yourself or something like why would I do that or you got guilty and then from that point on or something you realized you just wanted to be with her is there I, refresh me yeah something like that right D during like the first year of us being yeah. together there was yeah. a bit of uh you know infidelity on my part that but we hadn't really like we hadn't like really officiated the, the yeah, rules, but right. there was definitely like a time period where, you know, I was messing around a little too much and she wasn't fucking with it. But, uh, you know, we cooled yeah. that off. I'm just not even on that kind of level anymore. Well, you guys have a real. Sorry, go ahead. No, Valerie, I just I wanted to ask uh, regard regarding like you guys fucking other women. Is there ever a situation where clearly this person's not into it or it's not going as planned do you guys have like a code word or something you do if it's like you're starting to fuck someone and it's just like no one's feeling it or you can tell the person's not into it or whatever have you had any walk-offs <laughs> no no walk-offs <laughs> but uh that that is a good question um we don't have anything except for the fact that i think we're pretty good at like judging how the other person is feeling at any given time and there has definitely been some some moments where i just realized that my girl was like not into it so therefore i should avoid certain things like there was but but i you know luckily i'm like pretty conscious of what's going on and everything i remember one time we were fucking this girl together on camera and her vagina smelled like like thank god that people cannot smell this shit through the camera because it was the worst thing i ever smelled in my entire life sexually like it, it was 100% BV. It was, she had a real deal infection going at that time. And there was, there was discharge. So. Oh my <laughs> God. Ugh. 
And so I'm banging the girl and like seeing this shit collect on my dick. You can just edit this if you want, but like, you know, I wasn't. <laughs> Why would I do that? And I'm smelling and I wasn't going to go just jam this in my girl's mouth. And, you know, my girl made eye contact with me to yeah. say, yeah, do not. But I already, I already yeah. knew, you know, so it's like. Luckily, we've been doing it together for a Who while. Who ordered and, the and, rotten salmon? And luckily, those are minority of situations. For the most part, girls are pretty on point. Hey, I used to work as a nurse in an inner city hospital, so I used to see that shit. But like, not in a porno, but like, you know. Yeah, you'd you were, see people with untreated issues. Yeah, you get to, You had to, You were lucky enough to have a mask and gloves with this fucking yeah. poor guy. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't sticking anything in them. But. So you, you know. <laughs> I, I saw something today because uh, Veronica told me you're on TikTok. I didn't know that. And so I looked at one video and there was the most romantic story mm-hmm. about you and your woman about when she finally realized she, she was in love with you. you. She was in love with you. And so I'm going to tell the viewers what it was. Yeah. You guys were on the phone. You were, had been seeing each other and you told her, hey, I'm going to fuck some porn stars and I'm going to uh, FaceTime you, babe. And she said, nah. No, I don't think I want you to do that. And then you said, well, you better not do shit while you're out. And she just thought that was so romantic that you just were territorial over her. Sounds so bad now. (laughs) That's why I'm saying it, because I'm being sarcastic. Sounds so (laughs) romantic, Adam. God, I mean, I got to tell you, bro, you have this tough (laughs) exterior, but wow, that was like, that was really deep. I'm going to object to the, okay. Yeah, uh, this was like when I first met her and I was like fucked up one night on the phone with her and I just like was there was this other girl around me and she basically said like, you know, I know you're going to fuck that girl and it's all good. Like, I don't care. And I was just like, all right, but I really don't want you to sleep with anyone else regardless. (laughs) This is like this like moment of like real weakness that she like got out of me and why do you see that as weakness i don't know it just seems fucking lame to just be like saying like hey i'm doing this but like i don't want you doing that i don't know it may be lame but that's more ego right to feel like it's weak (sighs) i think it was ego for me to like say that in the first place it It was it's kind of lame in retrospect especially as this newly open-minded porn star version of myself i can't relate (laughs) to that version But I think she was just like kind of happy that she realized that I cared about that you her, liked her, even if I was expressing it in such a brutish way. What would you do if you found out that she had a weak moment and did something like really got into it and did something with someone behind your back? Hmm. Um, how would you handle that? I just know her so eh, well. Just, let's fake it. Right. No, but I'm saying I know her so well that if that were to take place, I just feel like I would have a really fucking hard time like continuing on in a relationship i just feel like things would just be fundamentally different from like if she was willing to do that because like we just i've seen her be so loyal to me all these years that if that were to happen i would just have to look at it and just be like oh like something has really changed. yeah like something's tied to why she did it more than yeah. just an act because i just don't have like any uh worry about anything she went on like a a crazy ass like girls trip like a, a couple like maybe a year ago and like you know people brought it up on the podcast like are you, are you worried that she's on this trip with all these fucking hot dudes and hot chicks and stuff and i'm just like oh no i just didn't even think about it like we just have such a such a level of trust at this point that That's i just good. i couldn't even fathom and in, in that trust tree you guys have rules to this type of relationship right yeah yeah just back and forth they may be different 
but there's rules. Well, the on-camera stuff is the only thing where we have this like difference because we both don't fuck anybody else off-camera unless right, we're right. together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're not and you're not. You don't either. No. Oh, that's good. Okay, so. You're a, you're a monogamist. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> On camera, on yeah, camera. yeah. Or off camera. Off yeah. camera, yeah. So I'm curious, you guys have a daughter, uh-huh. two years old, and you know the, what most people will say, like, what do you think your daughter's going to think when she gets older and she sees all of this? It Like, does that come to your mind or are you like a non-traditionalist? Um, yeah, we definitely think about it. The other day I was watching uh, Kevin Martin on Twitch and I... Um, hit the thing to be like, I'm 22 to subscribe for 15 months or whatever. And uh, he just goes, Adam 22, thank you for the sub. Adam 22 and his wife have a podcast where they have sex with other women. <laughs> <laughs> and my kid is right there. And I'm, That's and such she, a thing Kevin would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I appreciate him laying it out there like that because I'm sure maybe one or two of his fans went and checked it out. But uh yeah, like in that moment, I was like, holy fuck, if she was like two years older, that would have been her finding out right there. Yeah. I don't know, like what a four-year-old would have made of that sentence. But, you know, like yeah. at some point, it's just going to become a thing. And I mean, it is, it's it's kind of weird because it's like, you know, if she's going to know it about us, at some point, she's going to know it about like all of our friends not like all of our friends but like a huge percentage of like you know when we have play dates with riley reed and her kid on a saturday afternoon it's like you know at some point she's just going to realize this about us and not just us but like all these other people that we spend time around and stuff and yeah that does seem kind of fucking weird and it it is i think the thing that makes it seem so weird is just that like we have a kid and then we also have this part of our life where we do the most non-kid friendly thing imaginable within the confines of the law on camera and (laughs) we sell it to adults and it's like everybody agrees or i think everybody should agree that you know a man and a woman should be able to consensually create porn together and that a you know a, a person should be able to start a company by which they pay other people to have sex on camera i personally think prostitution should be heavily regulated and legalized but um you know and it's like but then we also just have this duality of the fact that we have a kid and that, you know, this clearly needs to be hidden from her as much as possible for as long as possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll deal with it when it happens. But I also don't really think that we're doing anything wrong, you know. Yeah. But I but there's other things. I feel bad when, I, when my kid sees me smoking. Like, I want to quit smoking weed because my kid sees me smoking and I see her fucking imitating it by picking up a little toy candle off the ground and pretending to be me and going... <sighs> Dada, she goes, Dada blow candles. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, but then also at the same time, it's like, well, you know, at some point, like, like at what point am I not doing this anymore? Well, I was going to say, is this a forever thing? Like this business model? Like what's, do you guys have any discussion on, is this a temporary thing to a certain point? Is this a forever thing? When we started Plug Talk, I told my girl, I said, there's two different ways that we can do this. We can make this all about us or we can make this all about making great content in general so from my perspective the whole thing of us interviewing girls and uh sleeping with them afterwards that's kind of like the the entry point into the game but we have a lot of aspirations for different types of content that we make much of which doesn't include us and stuff you know we filmed a ton of stuff where there's plug talk episodes where 
we have other dudes interview a girl and then they sleep with her or we have, you know, girls interview a, a male porn star and then they do whatever with him. So it's definitely our plan in the long run to uh, diversify the content as much as possible and really like, you know, I just, I don't want my girl to be 40 and having to think like, oh, I have to fucking do porn to right. pay the bills, you know? So yeah. it's like a lot of the stuff we're doing in terms of investing in real estate and, you know, fucking milking Nick Vertucci at the Hustler Live yeah. table. That's, that's tough. These are all investments in the family, you know? I get it. I got mean, a 12% VP. You gotta earn, you gotta earn. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Um, I'm going to ask you this. You don't have to answer, but like with your, your th with your two or three channels, your only, uh, fans and all the other endeavors, like you must be printing. We're doing all right. You, you care to give a neighborhood of like how this business treats one if they build it up big enough? Well, I did a podcast, um, uh, maybe a year ago with, uh, Graham Stefan in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And I threw a number out there that we could sometimes pull in a million bucks a month, which is not really necessarily always taking into account all of the uh, costs associated with it. And the fact that we have like that's 25 a, people working that's for a no gross jumper. number is what you're saying. Yeah. But you know, we have, we definitely have some, some very good months, but it's kind of all over the place too, because you know, honestly, like the no jumper Facebook is probably our biggest um, driver of cash, which really? probably sounds crazy to that a lot of people because yeah. so many people would think that we're just like YouTube first, but we make a shitload of money on Snapchat and Facebook and all this stuff. And just miraculously, we have not gotten paid by Facebook for like three months because of some random thing that somebody on our team posted that they took oh, you down got a strike and got or flagged something? and whatever. And we're just now getting back into the algorithm and starting to make money on there again. So, um, wow, you know. But are you like a the CEO of your content? Like, do you talk to your team about what needs to go out and you manage it? Or do you just like trust them and give them rules? Yeah, I manage it in the sense that I like pretty much go through uh, every interview that I do or every piece of content. I'm kind of giving them instructions on like, okay, these are the parts that we need TikToks of. But then I also have, I have a guy on my team that is somebody I trust that when I'm on live for eight hours talking about shit that he could watch it and that he's going to know what stuff is worth clipping and how to title it and everything like that, which is pretty essential at a certain point since, especially cause there's just so many other people doing podcasts on the channel. And for me at a certain point, it's just like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like running a stable versus, uh, you know, just being a pro. Like at a certain point, like my, my, my guy BBZ, who like is my coach who like really got me into like really learning poker. It's like, he doesn't even play anymore. He doesn't even play tournaments because he has so many people that he coaches and that he, uh, uh, stakes that it's just, it seems like a huge waste of time for him to take a Sunday and just play tournaments, you know? Yeah. So, uh, at a certain point, like it doesn't really make sense for me to just be putting myself on camera all day when I could be spending an afternoon working on getting new talent on camera, you know? Yeah, it makes much more sense. Get a certain percentage of a bunch of people versus 100% of yourself, too, yeah. you know? Um, uh, you, I saw somewhere that there was some theme about, on your OnlyFans page, that something about virgins. So do you have, like, <clears throat> do you have, like, themes? False. I don't know where that came from. I saw something, I, I swear. No. Okay. But so do you have themes? Like, when you go into a session, like, do you... Do you uh, a cater to any different fetishes out there for OnlyFans, or is this just straight knocking it out? No, we've never had a virgin on. That would be fucking insane if you found a, a virgin who wanted to lose her virginity on camera. That I, I don't know how often that happens. 
I feel like oh, I feel like that would be terrible. I feel like I had one girl though tell me that she lost her virginity like in a Dude, I'm telling you, I saw something. I don't know what it is and I might have missed some no. like I made No, what I mean is I may have misunderstood something. I'm yeah, not saying probably. that that happened. But, yeah. But of no, I mean, you know, sometimes we'll like joke about the fact that like, you know, certain girls are in the MILF category or the Yeah. whatever category, but no, it's not really how do you, I'm assuming you sometimes don't use protection. How do you never. safe, never, never, how do you safeguard from uh, diseases? Cause like when you're putting like your story about cramming it in that gal so with, the uh, with the BB. girl with the shit coming yeah, out like, of her, you vag, know that you you're going to catch that condom? bacteria. No condom ever. Oh, can God. you elaborate please? Like I know that like that's pretty dogmatic. No condom ever. Got it. He sticks it <clears throat> in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's nothing over it. Okay. I got it. But what I'm saying is with herpes and this and STDs and AIDS, do, is there pre-testing? I get tested every two weeks. What about the people that come in? They get tested every two weeks too. We're all in the same system. Okay, you are. So yeah. there is a ah. testing system. We to all go to the same clinic. We see each other there. It's fucking when you, awkward. Right. You see people you hate. You see people you fucked last week. That's that's all right. You right. Know? Yeah. And if but and you you trust that they're doing it or they show you before like to every it's like, verified. W- when we meet up, we show each other our tests. That's cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, have you ever have you ever uh, messed up? Oh yeah. And. What was it? Oh, I got chlamydia, gonorrhea, whatever. All that yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. Just those. Yeah. Oh, bacterial I mean, that, infection bacterial, type yeah, stuff. All those, yeah. Happens. People don't believe it when you say it's, it's, I would rather have chlamydia than a cold. Yeah. Well, you know, the cold, your head hurts, your fucking nose is pouring goop, yeah, your fucking throat hurts, whatever. You know, like everybody's been sick. It sucks. You know, I had COVID a couple of years ago. Oh my God. Worst week of my life. Fucking just dead in bed. Chlamydia. They stick a needle in your ass, boom, your dick feels better later that day. You can't fuck for a week. And it's over. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's just not that big a deal. Like now, people who let it linger, because I think especially like women can have it for long periods of time and not know. Mm. So women need to be conscious of like what's going on. As a guy, I feel like you feel it pretty fucking. What's easily. that feel like? It just hurts. It hurts. It's like a stinging, weird pain throughout the base of your penis. There's oh, a, there's wow. a little infection when you pee in there. Too? Yeah. But, oh. and, and women need to be really careful because they can lose fertility. Oh, wow. If they let that shit linger too long. Yeah. Now. Well, it's an interesting Veronica. topic. <laughs> I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Yeah. You better get that shot. <laughs> get get one every couple of weeks. Why do you think I'm having sh- a hard time sitting yeah, down? Just to make sure. <laughs> God, I just would love to have sex. I don't know about fucking STD, though. How about well, you're, your f- you're in the right lane. Yeah, that's right. How about your families, parents, sisters, brothers? What do people think about all this? Uh, my parents, we just don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, my sister, my brother-in-law, will joke around about it once in a while, but for the most part, we don't talk about it. It's just. Are you very different than the rest of your family? Yeah, they're all pretty traditional. And How do you think that happened? I don't know. I don't just know. born that way. Just rap music and yeah. video games and Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Phil Helmuth. Fucking <laughs> 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 Phil, Phil Helmuth. What did you do? <laughs> oh, God. All right, uh, Veronica, what else you got on that topic? I don't want to beat a dead horse. No beat pun. It. Beat it, Nick. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, oh my God. This is just like so fucking you, wild. You sent me a video today, <laughs> a little clip. Right. And 
it was you standing naked. That was not me. That wasn't you? No, it was somebody else. Oh, bro, I didn't know if it was you or not. Because you said your back was sore. I'm like, damn, you fucking did that with your sore back? I thought that was you because no. I didn't focus in on the and guy. And then he like showed face. it to me and he's like, my fucking back would break. Because I was like, when was the last time Who you did it? that, Just Nick? somebody that was doing your your channel? Yeah, it was. He this, picked her yeah. up and he spun her up in the air. That was wild. He, he's, he's fucking her, like holding her butt like this. Like, oh. you know, like she's facing him. And then he just, whoo, he like flips her. So yeah, he's yeah. eating her pussy and she's sucking his dick. And like. I mean, she's a very lightweight chick. Yeah. She's probably like 110 pounds. I pulled two hammies and have a back brace on when I was done with that move. When I saw, <laughs> it, it but I feel like I could do that move, but I'm I just, would fall on my head. If oh anyone yeah, for, for sure, 10% of the time I tried that, I would drop her. How do you practice that? Yeah, I don't know. It was know. pretty amazing in it yoga like class, Sule type shit. You got to get like a life size. Did you goal. think that was Adam? Yeah, I thought it was him. Yeah, because you know, I didn't like. You just, I figured who else It was be. a very grainy It was grainy. Video, I saw so. it was grainy. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, yeah. well, yeah. Right. You, know, you know who Burt Kreischer is? I don't. The comedian? No. I, I filmed that. I pulled my phone out because I was, I got a text back from him because I texted him saying like, hey man, like you should come on the show sometime or whatever because he had talked about the podcast on another podcast and I pulled out my phone to text him back and I was just going to send him a clip of these two people fucking on set. And then he, this dude did that move at the exact moment that I pulled my phone out, which I thought and was that's pretty, how you got it. That's pretty incredible. Great timing. Bert did not respond. So <laughs> he's never going to talk to you again. Didn't respond yet. I feel like he got he probably got distracted by showing somebody else. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So let's just say hypothetically that uh, interview with Triple X didn't happen, or like shit didn't take off for you. What mm. What are you going to be? What are you doing now if all this shit isn't happening? If it wasn't for No Jumper, I feel like I would have probably transitioned right from the BMX stuff to the porn stuff and just kept doing both of them. But instead, I have this weird fucking hip-hop media company that I somehow created off the back of doing those interviews. And now I'm just kind of like out here handling it. So, yeah, it's definitely good, though, because if I was a porn dude, then I would be like forever cucked by my fucking girl because I would never be able to like have as much power in the relationship as her. I don't get it. Because the girls are always bigger than the guys in porn. Oh. So oh, it's like oh. porn is kind of like this weird thing where it. all the dudes in it have less clout and stature status sure. and like uh, and money than the women, which didn't used to necessarily be the case because the women were subjugated just like the guys, but less so because the guys made even less money than the girls. Mm. But now with OnlyFans, it's like all these girls are millionaires and the guys, very, very few of them are. So Interesting. So I just want to ask because your interview style, I love it. It's it's like very transparent. You you don't hold back. Did when did you start doing that? Like when did, is it something you do because you know that you get views because of it, or is that just who you are? Um, yeah, it's it's basically like from my perspective, if you're gonna do an interview. Uh, I'll get shit from people like Joe Budden who had me on his podcast and basically just took it upon himself to tell me how I just needed to stop asking gang members about gang shit or whatever. To me, it's like a matter of principle. If you're coming on my podcast, I'm going to ask you all the good shit because this is my fucking art form. And if I have shit that I know that is going to be interesting, I, I just I want to ask about it. And there are exceptions. I just had a, a, a famous rapper hit me up and say, I want to do an interview, but I don't want to talk about this thing. Some abuse shit or whatever they've been accused of. I was like, all good. I don't care. Fucking, we can talk about some other shit. It's all good. But 
you know, if they don't say that, then I consider it. I take it upon myself. I'm going to ask them about all the shit that I think the audience wants to know about. And that pisses people off sometimes. But it's like, what the fuck am I taking the time out of my day to sit here with you for unless we're going to talk about some real shit? I don't know. Yeah. Or else. Yeah. I mean, like you were asking if they had if their ass is real, if like (laughs) you're fucking really asking. I don't even really need to ask that usually because I could pretty much tell. So if I'm and then you tell them, (laughs) it's like, I know, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You already know. I'm I'm curious if they start, if like you start interviewing someone and and they become an asshole or like uh, short when they answer you, do you like have things in your pocket? You're like, well, fuck, if this guy's going to be an asshole, I'm going to start talking about this. No, it's it's because it's not like a revenge thing. It's just like me asking you about all the craziest shit I can think of to ask you is just a matter of principle. It's not like I'm trying to get at you. I just. I, I kind of got that vibe a bit. I've but. watched so many interviews, like not even, it could be even mainstream interviews or whatever it is, uh, political interviews. And I get so frustrated because the person doing the interview is fluffing the shit out of yeah. the interview. And I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's known for this. And we're talking about like where he goes on vacation. Like it's mm. so frustrating. And then there's no follow-up question to something that's so interesting. So I, that's probably why you're as successful and popular as your show is because that's what people actually want to see, just like you said. It's you know? such a competitive landscape these days that it's like sometimes you get an interview with somebody and they've already been interviewed five times by five different people that I know that fucking asked them everything that I could possibly think yeah. of. So I try to like, you know, it's, it's hard to find like a way to be unique after somebody's already done a shitload of content. So I try to just focus on like, the vibe and the the energy of just like really having this like intense conversation one-on-one because I feel like that the connection is like the number one thing like yeah. clickbait everybody can only do so much of it and stuff but I try to really focus on just being there being present that energy between yeah you. best case scenario is that you just feel connected you know yeah and I think one of the reasons um well obviously like I could tell from talking with you, from watching your videos, from knowing like your business models, like you could have whatever you want there, but you're, you're really savvy when it comes to, you know, business. And one of the things that, uh, I think resonates is everything you've said that you're doing is shit that you're really into yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's like a secret to success. If you're doing something you're really into or love or like, um, usually it's going to be successful if there's if there's a market for it of course and what you do there's a market for it so that's that's the secret to your success in my opinion is that it's just authentic i was thinking about that with that fucking merchant of death dude that they traded for britney griner yeah like think about that dude that dude making like you know when he was out free doing his thing because i did some googling uh he's making millions right but he's literally just like traveling to any embattled part of the world and just being like, hey, you want to kill all these other people in your fucking city or your town or whatever? We'll sell you the guns. We got you. Like, no talk, problem. Talk about finding a niche. <laughs> but like, he's got no dog in the fight. He don't care. He's traveling to whatever part of the world. And that's what he does is just sell them weapons. Right. And boy, we let him go. I know that, that it's something I'm not going to speak on that, but like, yeah. it, you know, cause whatever it's unfair, know, but Hey, know. you know, we, we got her back WNBA. It's all, it's all we have as a country, but either way, I just like, I, I wonder what it's like to go to sleep 
having that be how you make a living. Cause yeah. for the most part, my, like how I make a living is just doing shit that I pretty much would do for free. If I wasn't, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the fucking the, the, the <laughs> conversations, whatever, you know, I would love to talk to any of these rappers for free. If I got the no, shot, totally. you know, totally makes sense. Yeah. Do you have any weird super fans? <sighs> weird. Uh... Like any weird shit happened to you with super fans? Like any obsessed fans or anyone who like fucking follows everything you do and sends you shit or do anything weird? Yeah, I mean, we have a whole Reddit full of people that fucking absolutely like look into every single thing that any of me or my friends do. To try to just like... I mean, sometimes it seems like it's relatively good faith. But like, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. If I was single, I would not be able to follow... A girl like if i meet a girl in the club i wouldn't be able to follow her because there'd be a thread about her in the reddit right afterwards right right so like little things like that like that like yeah. you know you kind of be like oh like now now i'm a fucking freak cool yeah yeah we get certain <laughs> people that say the same fucking thing every video or like they'll just fixate on things we say that would like we said 10 months ago yeah. uh i can't imagine what it's like for you like that it's 10x that or if not more mm, yeah i mean there's definitely like people who've been making the same joke in the chat for like six years. And sometimes you're just like, what the, what is this person's life like? Or maybe, maybe do they have like a bot? Maybe, maybe they have a bot that just does it for them. I don't know. I don't know, but we got a whole <laughs> lot of bots coming after us. Yeah. 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 Mm. I don't know. I don't know if they're well, bots you. or not. Yeah. Me. Everyone loves me. Yeah. 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 yeah everyone <laughs> loves you. Yeah. Well, they don't. Uh, so how about you and your gal? Is there anything that, that you don't put on camera that you guys are into that's like a private Adam 22 fetish that like you don't do on camera that like you were like, oh, I don't know if I want to tell anyone about that. When we're off camera, we try to just really like spend time together, make out, fucking eat each other out, just really like just t not eat each other, <laughs> eat her out, whatever. Like <laughs> whatever. just really take time with it. Like really like, you know, put on some music, really spend like a nice half hour in the zone more intimate shit yeah real shit as opposed to like when it's on camera isn't that more... a lot better oh yeah like, it's so much better yeah. isn't it as you get older you just really learn to like just use the pussy for what it's worth you know when i was young <laughs> you're a fucking romantic thank bro. you but when i was younger it was that's more the like, most beautiful thing i've ever heard well it's just like you know <laughs> i'm what? tearing up well because a lot of these red pill man manosphere type fucking guys it's like it's just sheerly like quantity it's just like oh i want to fuck this yeah. girl. And they, they never talk about like the fact that like once you get in there you got to make it work bro you got to like actually like and that's one thing i like about the porn guys is that when you hear these porn guys talk about it they talk about getting girls off and you know making girls enjoy it making them squirt like that is really fucking important to them because they know it's going to look good on camera you know right right and it's like these real dick smiths that do this for a living it actually wow. like really matters to them so dick smith i feel like i'm dating the wrong guys i need to date a yeah. porn star because yeah. the dick guys smith. i date Oh my I god! I never heard that term. I'm gonna use That's it. That's great. Yeah. If you're gonna be a fucking dude like laying pipe in your life, I mean, I think you have to at least somewhat commit yourself to doing the best job of that possible. Well, right? not to sound like a girl, but isn't sex better when you have connection, like with your girl? Oh yeah, for it's sure. way better, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Well, I guess I already sounded like a girl, but I think so. Oh yeah. Whatever. What do you got to say? No, there? I'm just sad hearing about all this good sex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I just think in general, my experience is most guys are really terrible at it. Uh, so get HBO. Or something. Yeah, I know. I need to get HBO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sign up. Sign up. I hear that. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sub to your uh, OnlyFans. Maybe watch some shit. 
so excited. Well, full disclosure, yesterday when we were talking about you coming in, we tried to figure out how to get onto your OnlyFans, and neither one of us could figure it out. <laughs> Well, you know what I did? And then I'm like, wait a minute. You're like a systems analyst. Like, you're like no, I'm, I'm an analytics. Whatever. And you can't get I'm into an uh, OnlyFans. I said, it makes sense for me. Google plug talk OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. So or I you signed... can go to, go to my Instagram or Twitter and click the link in the bio. Boom. And right you're there. there. Yeah. I, he, I actually signed him up for OnlyFans through his Twitter. And now OnlyFans has control of his Twitter. He doesn't know that. But I fucked with him. Well, I don't. I hope that's not true. I don't it's know on what, your computer, bro. Just check it out. Here, I signed in to OnlyFans through your Twitter, and I let them you have. Did, not. did you? If they start fucking tweeting, did you? I did. I don't know what that means, but I don't like it. Yeah, we're gonna Nick have to Ritucci undo that. Just dropped a new hot oil scene. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> could you? Oh, gross! Can you imagine He's me doing gonna, an oil? You scene? remember when George Costanza took the? Oh, now the, we're gonna go to George Costanza. Well, no, but you remember when George Costanza did like the the photo shoot to give to the girl <laughs> yeah. in the photo studio, yeah. and he was like laid out on like a bearskin rug. <laughs> I'm picturing you doing something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh that would get some views. I'll tell you. He's got one of those in his wallet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't even. You do have to change whatever the. You I do said have to change did, that. Okay? I did sign in with your Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And I did say yes. OnlyFans can post for me. <laughs> post what? Like, how does that work? I don't know, dude. I don't know what OnlyFans posts. But I did do that. Yeah, I'm I think sure. it's more for like a creator account. Yeah. So I it, have a creator account. Well, as long as you don't post. Oh, not on Twitter. News. I do on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. We just as long as you fix it, <laughs> whatever. That we'll means. figure it out. Seriously, because I'm stuck with it if you don't fix it. That's that, the that's what I that was, was the hoping were, that's for. Yeah, for? I thought it was going to be so funny when you fucking accidentally post a porn. <laughs> I don't understand how to do it, but whatever. What about a deep fake? A what? We got to know somebody who can make one of those. Yeah, yeah. What's a deep fake? It's like the AI thing where they like put your head onto like some dude's body. And it body really looks real. And and it looks shit? pretty real. Yeah. You haven't seen the Tom Just Cruise? Just if you fake? do that, hook me up though. So you, you know, okay, like, yeah. Hook me up. We got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna put my head his, in his his ego good. is very large. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. Well, if he's gonna have a deep fake, he might as well might as well do well it right, hung, right? right? Yeah. 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 And then I can go in that bear rug. All right. Um, <laughs> do you have any more on this subject? I think we've exhausted all holes and portals. And I mean, is there anything else that you could tell us, Adam, on this subject that is like? Yeah, you got to hear this one or we'll move on. I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are what you're going to be doing in 5 years. Like well, a little bit next. long. Oh, that's next. Okay, yeah, well. We'll get to that. Okay, well. Yeah, and then you can ask it. Just go to your third page. Oh my god. You see how he does this the, like the organicness? Oh, yeah, we like fight it. a lot. To be in a certain order. I don't want to transition until I see if I get the goods from Adam. I'm just All thinking right. about what am I eat after this? You know any breakfast spots around here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't eat breakfast again. Yeah, I have like if you want if you like omelets, I could send you to a place with the best omelets in the world. Nah, I already ate eggs. Never mind. You already ate eggs. Okay. I gotta I gotta diversify. Right. So so talk to me now. I heard that you used to do drugs and all this shit, and now you're like a health nut. What what happened? I still smoke weed, but yeah, me and my uh, girl. I think it was the uh, the New Year's Eve 2018 going into 2019. We. Uh, went out with Riley Reed, Gina Valentina, and this girl, Abby, and we did Molly and went to Club Live and had this crazy club night and 
nobody else had any dudes around, so I had to fuck all of them for like fucking many hours back at the crib. And uh, then me and my girl were up to like four in the morning, and I think it took us probably like two days to recover fully in terms of the hangover and stuff. And I think that just kind of occurred to us as like, this is dumb. Like, we just should not do this anymore. Like, this is just not worth it. And so then we just kind of stopped. And then that energy, like a year later or whatever, like a year or two later, we just decided, oh, actually, we're going to take all this newfound free time we have from not going out and we're going to have a child. So nice. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And before we transition, I'm going to ask again, is there anything they need to hear? That's just like, yeah, you gotta got kind of got to hear this one. <laughs> No. Nothing? We pretty much talked about nah. all of it. Yeah. The, I mean, the I'm... The stinky Listen, it's not my day job. It's kind of like my side gig, my side yeah. quest. Yeah, I know. So to me, I'm a little bit like less impressed or fascinated by it than a lot of people probably because it does seem kind of ordinary to but me at this point. you would agree though that the people watching, that will be their section they're most interested in. Perhaps. Yeah, because you're used to it. It's you're numb down to it, uh, right? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like when I first heard about it, I'm like, wow, what a that's what a business model. Like that's a pretty good business model if you're into that. I, I don't think I would go down that road, but not judging you, I think it's. I'm sure you're making a lot of money. There's a big market for all that shit, so it's it's interesting, man. Yeah, I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, okay, so. Let's do a shout out here, Vince. Vincent, we're gonna do a shout out to the uh, um, the sponsors. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Let's talk about uh, dicks and fucking pussies yeah, and, and shout out the sponsors. Only poker. I hope you're proud <laughs> of what we're doing here. And uh, if you like this podcast, not only like it, but please subscribe. We we could only hope to someday have a just a micro smidgen of what adam has in subs fucking sub please how do you get him to besides being really good and interesting you never even asked for a sub do you no yeah i didn't think you did you know like i would have like another million subscribers if i I had it say in the beginning of the video to subscribe i kind of have to because like we're not that good we're not that good at it i say it at the end at the the last thing i say i'm gonna say it at the end too then i like it i mean that's just the worst place and then uh if you see these signs only poker it's the one stop you'd like this app it's a adam it's a one-stop Poker app has everything. Gossip, news, where all the games are throughout all the casinos and hotels. You can post your own games there if you want to drop a game somewhere and want to have people show up. They have strategy talk. Uh, There's things called the circle where you can build your own groups. If you wanted to build your own like rap group or OnlyFans group in it and like only let who you want in it. Not that you would do that, but that's the concept. And uh, this app is uh, Only Poker. Download it uh, at the App Store. Uh, And honestly, I truly love the app. I think it's awesome. So there you go. There's the Only Poker plug. I did check out the app. It is pretty good. pretty cool, I think it'll be good in like a year if everyone picks up on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has to have some momentum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite person to play against before we're done with you? Ape Styles. Oh, you like people who are n- crazy? Oh, he's trash. Oh, I, I just, don't know who Ape I, Styles I, is. You don't? No, I thought you meant just like a style. Oh, no. He's he's like a, a, a poker pro. But it, I, I just like... He plays live? No. No, he's it, on. He plays on oh. ACR. Oh. And I just I just humiliate him day in, day out. Oh. Just, Shout out to Ape Style. I just... I feel bad for him. He's just got all this GTO stuff going on in his brain. Yeah, well, those guys are easy to pluck and just off. Day right? in, day out. I just every time we play against each other, it just 
I just hammer him how into often oblivion. do you play poker and how much of it a passion do you still have for it um i play like at night when i'm getting ready for interviews and stuff i play fucking 60 nl on acr two tables mm -hmm. at a time okay what's your screen name adam 22 no jumper and you uh prefer it, playing online than live yeah oh you prefer it oh yeah Okay. Live sucks. It's Tell so me why. Why boring. does it suck? It's boring because because I can play fucking eight tables, ten tables. Right. So you could get more. You see more hands. Yeah. You don't enjoy the interaction to live. Not really. Yeah, you're not really a I don't social want to be guy. around these fucking people. No. I know. I could tell. Like when you're there, he's just like, well, <laughs> like she, I'll do it if I have to. She. At, well, what makes you come on the stream sometimes? Then what's the what's that about? Because I don't know. Like playing sixty and L. It's like I get a, I get a great opportunity to practice all these spots and like really think about it and go look at these spots afterwards and stuff. But then it's like, you know, sometimes I want to play for like actual money. Yeah. And she's asked me real uh, like today or yesterday we were talking. She's like, well, what's he like? I said, well, I, I, I don't know. I like, I don't have a lot of interaction with him. I've only played, you know, at the same table once or twice. I said, I see glimpses of a person that doesn't want to socialize with you. <laughs> and, and really doesn't give a fuck if like you talk to him or not. And then I see little glimpses here and there of like a real human being. So I said, to be honest with you, I don't, meaning like where you got like, where you're like a big, like you're nice, like you're a good guy, but it toggles between like kind of like cold and kind of like really cool. And so I still haven't really figured you out yet. So she asked me and I'm like, so I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. So by the way, I just want to say my ideal poker day is just playing like a bunch of high stakes tournaments on a Sunday. Right. It's just in reality, I like take Saturday and Sunday off to hang out with my kids. So I'd never get to do this. But sometimes if they're busy or whatever, I get to do that. But yeah, I'll say this. And I think that in some ways, becoming like a professional conversation haver has ruined having conversations for me mm. in a way where I felt like I had this sort of like constant personal monologue going throughout much of my life right. where I could sit there and I could tell you all about what I was going to do and how I was going to start this thing and how, like blah, blah, blah. When I think about it, it's like, what the fuck were you talking about? Like, why was anyone listening to you? You're just telling everybody about all this stuff that you were going to accomplish one day. And I see that with other people where, yeah. you know, I'll hang out with like my girl's family and it'll be some guy who has like the most ordinary job ever. Ever, and this motherfucker never shuts up talking about it like it's the most interesting thing in the world <laughs> and it just it, <laughs> and i've lost that no i and, and the weird part about it is that now if i were to actually tell people what i do it yeah. would be like i could just wow them like non-stop i could just tell them about yeah, all this course. different stuff like fucking i could just tell them like a million different famous people that i had this interaction with and like oh look what drake just dm me but i fucking hate people like that and i don't like talking about myself i get it anymore for some reason so i kind of like at this point like and i also think of it like i only have so much conversation to give in an average day and yeah. i have to believe that you have a fucking life bar up in the corner that kind of goes down Your like, battery yeah. yeah like if i wake up and like i know all these people who are like they do podcasts and shit and then they're also on clubhouse fucking four hours a day talking about god knows what and to me it's like you're clearly lowering your special meter when you're sitting there having these insanely long conversations for no reason it's like i, I want to like save some of that so when i'm at the poker table I mostly just sit and listen and just think yeah, about what the out. fuck you're chilling out. You're recharging your battery. You're just yeah. relaxing. I don't really like see like a big, there's not a lot of EV in me just like, 
just having this like crazy conversation with people at the table, right? Like, yeah, I don't really like if they if they engage with me, I'll probably engage back. But I'm also just not really like focused on that, I guess. Totally. No, I get it. I get. It. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has a style. Does it make you sad that you said you've lost that? Like you've lost that excitement? Mm, it's more about just knowing your value and just not wanting to flood the zone with what you do. So in a like sense, this. real successful people. Sorry to cut. I'm, they'll hammer me for cutting you off, but and then finish that. Real success. Most successful people. If you're sitting at a table with them, they're not going to lead with what they do. They're not going to lead with how successful they are. They're not going to lead with, uh, oh, I know Drake. I know this. Whatever. That's when you really kind of know somebody's kind of has it because they know their own identity. They know they've made it. They don't have to try to impress you. That's why it's weird being around helmets when you're like, fuck. Like I could do this too. I could just yeah. always be telling everyone about everyone that yeah. I know. Yeah, that's the only reason he takes. That's one of the reasons he takes so much heat. If he would stop doing that, he, he I, that's can't. a great troll. That's just who he no, is. No, I know it's who he it is. It is deep pathological shit. Like if he could stop doing that, he already would have stopped doing yeah, that. Like, yeah, that is yeah. deep within yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because really, all his you know accolades speak for themselves. He doesn't have to. I mean, sure. he's accomplished a lot. You know, he has. He's very successful. Well, he'd be doing himself a big favor, though, if he wasn't constantly telling everybody that Huge he was favor. basically the best high-stakes pro in the he'd world be or whatever. even right? more popular. Yeah, because, like, yeah. He, he makes you want to judge him against the yes, top players yes, in the world, yes, yes. which nobody would be doing otherwise. It would never come up. Nobody talks about the fact that Daniel Negreanu got beat by Doug Polk. Right. You know, it's like we everybody just respects the fuck out of Daniel that he took the challenge so serious. Yeah, and that was it. He didn't Fucking make any excuses, right? Nope, just nobody would talk about him. It's like nobody would be be like belittling him if he wasn't like opening the door to that. I just did know? a video on that uh, after what he did the last couple live streams and it's like, man, just get He's just got to get out of his own way. But like you said, he's not going to. That's just this yeah. is too. In easy. some ways, I think he developed his character in the 2000s and yeah. he's just like he like became that character in yeah. reality when it used to not be him. So I, yeah. I've never seen him like that's the way he acts yeah. on and off the yeah. the table is weird. Do you want to finish? You probably don't even remember what you were going to say. If you do, I, I cut you off. I you, yeah, I don't either. But you, OK, I apologize on that because I'm not supposed to do that. Oh, good. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Your biggest pot you've ever won, the biggest pot you've ever lost, and the biggest pot you've ever been in. I won a 70K pot on Hustler. At Hustler? Yeah. Which game was it? I had, I had pocket nines and, uh, fuck, what's that dude's name? I forget his name. He had ace jack, and it was like a jack high flop, and I had a set of nines. And uh, it was it was pretty crazy. You guys got it all in. Didn't get a hustler clip though. I don't know. I've I've had like huh. no hustler clips. Well, would that be the only one that would constitute a clip? That definitely would be the best one. I'll look for it. Well, it's a little late now, but well, it doesn't. No, I better better late than never. They drop clips six months later. We could. Why? Who cares? No, I just if it's people see it for the first I time. Need, I need to be in contact with the editor so I can demand clips. Yeah, you should. I'm trying to get my my cloud up here. All right. Well, I don't yeah, have like an ACR patch. This is or a anything. good way. Yeah, this is a good. We get you an only poker. You think hat. I should? I should have an ACR <laughs> patch. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I've never been a patch guy. I've never had to do that. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm doing it actually. What's I your patch? Never. It's going to be only poker, and it's going to be another mm. company that is just about to whatever. And I told them I'd wear it on stream, and and then put that stuff up, and they're taking really good care of me. And I thought, yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll uh, give in. I'm just going to say this: don't be the guy who has like a graphic hoodie with like a big design, like and a then, NASCAR, and then also multiple patches with yeah. multiple different like 
color schemes. Yeah, don't that look is like disgusting. a NASCAR. I hate that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, how about this? What if I could commit to just two? But I'm saying two is good, but then put it against a solid colored shirt like that. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, you'll never see a shirt besides a black one on me. So, okay, yeah, cool. it's going to be two. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it mellow. Nice. Thanks, man. I won't let you down, bro. I like that. All right, thank you. You're, you're a sponsored pro now. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I made it. <laughs> you made it. I fucking made it. Um, whatever. Uh, do you have any other hobbies besides poker, pussy, and um, whatever else you do? Interviews. <laughs> Working out, cardio. Mm. What kind of cardio do you do? Just walking around. Yeah. But then I like lift weights with my personal trainer every morning and stuff. That's nice. I lost 35 pounds over the past like six months. Really? Yeah. You mentioned in one of the videos I watched somewhere that you never were a bodybuilder, but you were very fascinated by it. So you learned everything about it. Yeah. I used to just like read bodybuilding forums and I still watch bodybuilding videos and stuff. I mean, the whole thing though is that like, like you can live the bodybuilder lifestyle but nobody's going to know because you're not right. going to get huge unless you take steroids or right, right. whatever. Like it's like unbelievably hard to like look like a real bodybuilder if you're natural, you know? So it's like you kind of, you basically have to like dedicate your whole fucking life to it. So I'm, I'm into lifting weights and eating healthy and shit, but I'm not like trying to look like anything yeah. other than a regular guy who yeah. lifts weights, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I got another one unless you have, no, questions. go for it. Um, what would be, your perfect day from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. What would be like if you could live one day perfectly, what would it be? Fuck. And you can add a few hours in the day, you know, because I know there might be a few things that. I don't know how I would uh, balance it, but for sure, just like spending time with my girl and my kid. Yeah. Would be at the forefront of it. Probably do that all day because like, you know, I could do interviews. That, that, that's fun. I like it, but it's still like that's work. If I was going to have like a perfect day, I would probably just hang out with the family all day. Yeah. But yeah, you know, for sure, like my other main things I'm into is, I don't know, like just making content, having yeah. a real, like having a really incredible multi-hour conversation on camera is always like an incredible feeling for me. Um, I don't know. You have no control over it, but deep runs and tournaments is like the best fucking feeling ever. Yeah. You know, but then far more often you just blast off 10,000 yeah, bucks worth of and you're back on the tournament freeway. entries on a on a <laughs> Sunday and I'm just no yeah. but it, uh, in the online world you inevitably end up with like a, a deep run $100 buy-in tournament that you get to like the final 12 and it doesn't make any dent in how much money you lost that day mm -hmm. but that keeps you on the computer for like an extra five hours after you bust all the high stake stuff <laughs> that's that's the I best I think live running deep in a live tournament's the fucking best yeah because you have fans, you have people watching, especially yeah. if it's a World Series of Poker or WPT. I got 25th in the 1K Mystery Bounty. That was my like first. That and the hey. main, were the, those are the only live tournaments I've ever played nice. last nice. year, the WSOP. And getting 25th in that was like one of the most surreal fucking things ever. That's awesome. What did that pay out? Not that it even matters because like it's more about 30K or something. Still fun. I guess so yeah. Were you in that hot ass room in the back there in uh, Paris? Because this year they moved it. I hated it. It was this a bunch year. of different rooms. Yeah, I forget if I was hot or not, but definitely <laughs> like, I was cold. At my 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 table for the fucking day one of the um of the main event, I didn't like. I wore like a tiny ass windbreaker, and I was just sitting there freezing until I had time to go to the hotel and get a fucking hoodie because it yeah. was I was 
dying. Will you play this year too? No, because I'm going to Europe for a month for my honeymoon and wedding. So uh, nice. where are you guys getting married? Italy. Oh, Florence. nice. Nice. So we're gonna we're gonna take off for a few weeks after that, and then the main is like right after that. So I'm just gonna skip it. I think. Is your little girl coming with? Yep. That's awesome. And the assistant, so that we yes, can actually do stuff, get some alone time, yeah. and not have to be parents nice. 100% of the time, which will be great. Nice, nice. Well, that sounds really cool, man. Happy for you. Mm. Uh, do you have any poker goals before you leave this earth? Um, poker goals. I guess I just want to like get better and just really feel like I like I have this fucking uh, training tool app thing that I shall not name because I do not have a financial relationship with them. But, oh my God, I'm just so into it. I'm like more into that than playing poker right now. Is it a training site? Basically, yeah. And it's just like, there's so many spots where I can like actually tell you now that like, you should see bet this spot in position, 20% big bet, 80% or like 60% small bet, 20% check. Like What's all that? these fucking things. I actually am like really starting to get it down yeah. in a way that I never did before. That's exciting this. once you start really Ooh, understanding, yeah. right? Even though I don't know to what extent I would really be able to like, like how much that really matters when you're actually playing in a big live pot yeah. when it's like, oh, I know I can do anything here. This is the only question I'll ask you on that. What letter does it start with? No comment. No. Do you have a poker coach? BBZ for sure is the closest thing to a poker coach, but I go over hands with Landon and uh, like I'll just send spots to somebody like All In Pav, who's like, that's my favorite streamer. Shout out to All In Pav. Yeah, I like him too. He's so fucking Friend. great. He's so funny. Nice. He's like the ultimate combination, I think, of like funny as fuck and really, really, really good. All In Pav? Of course, I don't know who it is. PAV, Australian guy. Yeah. He's British, isn't he? No, he's Australian, but he lives in New Zealand. Ah. Nice. Mm. Okay. How about work goals before you leave the earth? Accomplishment. Mm. I don't know. I'm just kind of like in the moment, just making content as much as possible. I guess like right. I, I kind of had like an epiphany over the last couple of days of like that. I need to really like recommit myself to making great content in a way because I just like there's just so much, it's so easy for me to like find people who are great on camera and just like bring them into the fold and blow them up. And I just, there's somebody I've known for a long time and I just like watched some of his stuff last night and I was just like, I just hit him up and I'm like, Hey, you're moving out here. I'm gonna have you on camera like all the fucking time. You're like, I, I just, I need you out here. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm down. Yeah. Like, I'm just yeah. going to move him out here, give him a full time job. Boom. You're in the office all day, every day. And I just, I know that it'll, well, sometimes dividends. when you when you get to a certain level of success in a certain space or thing you do, you have to find time or you excuse me, you have to find ways to rejuvenate yourself sometimes because it becomes easy and maybe a little monotonous. And then but I will tell you this, uh, I've been down some roads where like something has become a little too easy. I lost interest in it. I needed another challenge. And then you miss it mm. if you lose it. Yeah. You know, so always just always get a chance to reflect back and say, how would I be if this wasn't the level it is or it's took a step back? And if that scares you or that bums you out, then you got to go hard again to keep it rolling because you can always fizzle out because there's always someone right behind you looking to be better than you. Right. This is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, personal goals before you leave the earth. We did poker work personal. 
goals? I don't know. Like, just in your personal life, what? How, how do you want to see that play out? I'm sure I know the answer, but, you know, because of what you've said already. I would really just say being a good dad yeah, is pretty I much my sole yeah. goal at this point. The business, it, it, it's it's great. I love it. But it's, like, also, am I going to do it forever? Probably not. Like, yeah. at some point, I'm going to yeah, have to yeah. transition out of it. What do I transition into? I have no idea at this time. But... Uh, well, just make enough where you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like we're there. Like, yeah, that's like, what I mean. You know. So at that point, you just passion projects. Yeah. But like, you know, but then I also have to constantly like check myself because it's like, okay, I'm passionate about poker and I could easily play like 40 hours of poker a week. Right. But it would be a cataclysmic decision for my future if I were to like spend all my time playing a game when I could be making content and stuff. So it's like I kind of have to like balance that like where there my, there's a big part of my personality that just wants to play cards but i have to like kind of ignore that well, limit myself maybe when you're old like me you'll be able to be in that spot where you just to do it because well, that's I, what i did i was just watching that pamela anderson documentary and watching her fucking have no idea what to do with her life now that her kids are grown and yeah. i was like oh shit that, that was, was gonna be me at some point it was that bummed yeah. me out yeah i hated seeing i don't know why it just seems sad i hated only. seeing the effect that the sex tape had on her life because i just didn't really understand as a kid you know like how yeah. bad that like yeah. destroyed her career yeah well that's something we talk about a lot like whether it's that sex tape or it's other things like people don't understand the pain some people go through during like stuff like that and they just pile on and they mm. just there's a human behind it, you know? That was a tough... I hated watching that because it bummed me out. She was I was so in a lost. room full of porn stars the other day, and they were all talking about the fact that she didn't... She wasn't able to monetize it at all and how that just, like, broke all of their hearts because to them, right. it's like that kind of thing, like, would not have been the end of their life. Like, they would have just... Of they would have owned it and they would have just yeah. said... It. But, like, it's completely understandable that Pam just, like felt so violated by it but no totally if yeah. she could have found a way to lean into it like you said monetize it and probably monetize a lot of other things because at one point she was known as the like hottest chick in the world like you know that type of thing to most people and she could have really monetized a lot but she made a lot of mistakes my first wet dreams were to her i'll be damned yeah. well pam no hands no wow wow you must have really been in a state of arousal i'll tell you <laughs> i was, I was asleep yeah and my angels you need hands I was 13. Feet, knees. Pumps. Everything assistance. to get you there. Assistance. Yeah, I need assistance. And, Videos. Uh, yeah. like, Sponge baths. Yeah. Uh, li assisted living. Okay. Uh. So I'm curious. I'm sure you've got a ton of fans and I, I'm not, I don't know how much you talk about this on your show, but what would you, what kind of advice would you give to like young kids who are fans of yours who want to get into content creation? I would say you should... I mean, there's so much like, you know, great podcasting out there for you to observe, which is, I think, an important part that you just need to be like a real fan of the game, like a student. And then you need to just practice your craft. And this is one thing I'll say is that is it's relatively easy in this modern age is that you should be able to record yourself talking about something, use a computer program to basically create a transcript of what you just said. And then you should be able to look at what you said on a particular subject. And then you should edit it as if it was a report that you had just written about the subject, like the stuff that you, that comes out of your mouth, you should be able to sit there and edit it and take a real objective look at what you just had to offer, because this is a meritocracy. Like when, when something happens in rap, there is just only so many people that are going to be able to get hundreds of thousands of views 
talking about that issue. So if you want to compete with a Joe Budden or an academics or Adam 22 about a certain topic, you're going to have to be able to take a real objective look at not only how you're saying something and how well you're speaking on camera and how, how, um, you know, like the, the quality of your vocal in, intonation and everything, like all these things that play into how well liked you might be on camera, but you have to really be able to take an objective look at your opinions and your thoughts and be willing to take that time to like rip apart your thoughts. Cause like I, myself, I, there's like two different ways I can listen to a, a podcast. I can listen to a Joe Rogan podcast and think about what they're saying, or I can listen to a Joe Rogan podcast and think about why they're saying what they're saying. As in like, what are, what is the intention here? When, when, when the interviewer asks one question and then listens to the answer and then asks this next question, like what does the procession of those questions say about where they're trying to take this conversation? Or sometimes I'll have to rewind a podcast 10 minutes and be like, holy fuck, like they just like, look at what she did. Look at how she just deftly avoided this topic that she didn't want to say and, and, and floated into this other thing and did it in this incredible way. And it's like, you're, you're never going to be like, I just said like 10 fucking times while having this conversation right here. It's like, it's it's not like it's going to be perfect when you look at what you yeah. said, but you need to be willing to really be objective with yourself and work on the craft of talking on camera, which most people don't have that in them. And most people are not going to spend the time to even listen to their stuff back after they do it. And at this point, I don't listen to my own stuff afterwards because I just maybe, maybe that's a mistake. Maybe I've kind of given up on improving in a sense. But, you know, at, when you're early on, you're going to have to just really be like relentlessly uh, critical of yourself if you ever want to be great at something. Yeah, I, I agree. And I will say, as far as the craft of being in front of a microphone, whatever you're doing, I will tell you this. I don't think it could be taught. I think it's either you have it or you don't because you can tell when someone's doing interviews that doesn't have it and um, and they just don't. They don't have the communication skills. But to your point, yes, there is an evolution of uh, yourself by self-criticism, being able to handle criticism, being able to see, like I said to you a minute ago, shit, you know, I cut you off. I'm sorry, because when I first started doing this, I would do that a lot, right? I would just stop because I was in a normal flow of conversation, right? Like when I would normally talk, not realizing, you know, oh shit. So yeah, no, I agree with you, but there is no question you have a instinctual ability to communicate at a high level and that's probably one of the main reasons for your success because some people just don't have it and they need to do something else but everything that i can't talk about on camera is a pain point for me as well so i spend huge amount of time listening to podcasts about fucking foreign affairs and politics and shit that i don't talk about on camera because mm -hmm. i aspire to be somebody who can talk about everything on camera and I want to feel perfectly comfortable getting into a political conversation, et cetera, which I realize is like kind of a weak point. Whereas we could talk about rap and I could just fucking school people all day and tell them what I think about shit. And that's easy for me. Uh, so, you know, I'm always just trying to get better in terms of like what I feel comfortable discussing. And then that, and that's where I have kind of like an internal battle because it's like, if I, if I come home from work and I watch two hours of, uh, you know, streamed poker tournament content, and I could have just watched Star Wars. I watched Star Wars for the first time the other day. And it actually gave me something to talk about on the podcast. I don't know how valuable it was, but I could at least have like some kind of pop culture uh, reference point right there that everybody could relate to or something that I could talk about. Whereas like, you know, one thing I really fucking hate on podcasts is when people will be, somebody will mention like doing hard drugs and everybody will be like, oh my God, meth. Like, what is meth like? I can't imagine. I've never done meth. 
It's like th- that's not interesting. No, nobody wants to hear about you not knowing what a drug is like. Right. Like people massively inflate the value of that in their head, where it's just like people love to talk about shit they've never done. Oh, I've never, I've never paid for pussy. What the fuck are you talking about? There's nothing that it's not yeah, interesting that, if you never yeah, did it. If you don't have so like that. all the fucked up shit I did in my life, like all like all, all that stuff is just like fodder. Like I I've had infinite conversations about what meth is like on the on the podcast, even though I only did it for like one weekend because some fucking girl just like somehow duped me. Was it an awesome feeling? For a bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it was yeah. really, was really, horrible. really bad yeah, afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't have any experience doing meth, but I have experience when I was working at the PD dealing with a lot of people that did meth. So when I've talked about it, I've talked about that aspect of it, like what it was like yeah. when I saw them. I had a conversation with a guy that was like top of his game, CEO, family, everything. And he's on the street of Huntington Beach, literally like looking like the most homeless person you'd ever see ever. Like, really? And yeah. And, and, and as I but I always found interest in more than just you know, what I was doing there, which was whatever our goal was with him, what we got called for out there. But like, I always took the opportunity to go. So like, you know, if they could, if they were coherent enough and like, where are you from? Like what happened? And then one thing, and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, you know, and you know, meth and, and like two kids and this and the wife and like making, you know, over well over six figures, close to seven. And he's living on a fucking street. And I don't find it interesting in the sense that like, I found it really sad, but I found it really interesting just like the power that that drug can have. And oh, so yeah. that was my experience with it. And it's just, <clears throat> people have no idea <clears throat> that the people, some of them are just mentally ill and it's sad. And they just don't have a support system. For sure, when like all the times I've been really truly fucked off drugs in my life, I've been like, oh, so that's how homeless people feel. Like, right? I could see how I, this could just become your whole life that if I didn't just, have the thing in my head that was like, no, you got to chill out. Like, stop. Yeah. If you didn't have bed. that strength or whatever yeah. that chip is, you know, I've seen people, friend of mine that I grew up with, like literally give everything away over and over and over again, no matter how many times. And it's like the power that it must have over is something that I can't understand mm. either. <clears throat> but um, but I can understand how it could be, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really fucked up. I can imagine how I could be a slightly different version of myself and be able to go full steam ahead into it. So it's like you have to have some degree of empathy for people because yeah. not everybody's got the same upbringing. They don't want that. Yeah. They at, at the end you you think they really want everything gone oh, and yeah. their face picked apart and sitting on a street? No. We're all wired differently, you know. Yeah, we're wired differently. Sad. Okay. Uh Val, you got anything else before I give Adam the old final thought before we leave? No, no. Um I do say that one of the things I fucking hate about myself but I really admire about you is like the interviews that you do. Just I can't stress enough like I just fucking love watching content where there's like real conversations and people aren't afraid to ask the real questions. So I appreciate that. I really admire yeah, that about you. Sure. I'm going to piggyback on that. That is something that I've yet been able to not, I've not been able to do because I'm in this poker world. Uh, I have the poker show. We have sponsors just like you have a new you job. You got to walk on eggshells sometimes. So I got to walk on eggshells. Like I would love to pivot to not with you, but 
to talk about like politics or just to have a, a conversation about it, but it's so polarizing and there's so much hate involved in it. And we get then, piled yeah. on by yeah. our viewers if we say anything political and we're both very oh, opposite yeah. politically. And it, there's this expectation of me holding up this fucking feminist mountain for the world. And then he has to hold up like Blue Lives Matter and they want us to fucking have a WWE wrestling match. And it's crazy because we don't want to do that. And I don't know. It just feels like a lot of times we can't be authentic. Yeah, and so I admire that, too, that you're just leaning. I mean, because let's face it, the things you do, a big part of the population is judging you and it's not popular and they have very negative things to say about you. But you probably give zero fucks and um, and you do it. And whether or not he agrees, she agrees, I agree. It doesn't matter. That's very rare because most people don't have the balls to do it. Yeah, and I mean, it can, it can be kind of intimidating to like talk about politics on camera and shit because like I have many positions that fall on both sides of it. So it's like I can't talk about politics without getting absolutely fucking destroyed by either side, which yeah. is totally fine by me. But um, you know, it's it's just it, it's it's weird because politics is the kind of thing where everybody knows how they feel. But then to articulate that on camera, I mean, you see it all the time when you see people doing like man on the street content at like political rallies and stuff is like you take the average fucking person at a political rally and you start asking them questions about policy and they're just going to sound like fucking idiots. You know, you go to a Trump rally and say, why are you voting for Trump? You could you could guess the top fucking four things off the top of your head. And it's all shit that realistically is not that interconnected with his actual presidency you know it's like it's all feeling for people so to be able to articulate shit is a pretty rare skill i think yeah absolutely okay uh do you want to leave us or the people watching or anyone any last thoughts or anything you want to say before we close it well i will say that we were on saturday morning we were today's sunday morning for the people at home saturday morning we were supposed to go to dinner we are breakfast with this girl whose only fans we manage and it was uh it was raining too hard so my girl didn't want to do it and so then we were supposed to do it this morning but then she went out and got drunk with a bunch of youtubers so we did not have to do that this morning so i feel a little bit better about being here because i wasn't doing it instead of going to this nice breakfast <laughs> So I just came in with a little bit lighter energy than I thought I would. Ah. And I was listening to the J.K. Rowling podcast in the car, and I smoked a spliff to the face. So if I seemed a little high, that's probably why. Ah, nice. Okay, well, you did all right. Yeah. You pushed right through. Yeah. And we're proud of you. Proud, very proud. <laughs> all right. All right, well, this is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am Nick Fertucci, and for Veronica Brill and Adam22. One last question. Have you ever been to Bertucci's? No. The pizza place. Where I, is it? It might be an East Coast thing. No, is it? Do they have one out here? I don't know, but every time I look at your name, I think about the fact that is I'm, the pizza good? It was pretty solid, but I yeah, mean, that was my my like eight year old self. Yeah, is the Bertucci, one who has Bertucci. the memories of it being good. That's right. Yeah. We got Nick right. well, We got Bertucci's. If you've been to Bertucci's in the comments, let us know if it's good. If you oh, this made me remember. If you like this show, please hit the like button. Please subscribe. We are Adam is asking for you to subscribe to my show because he's Please. really good at that. Please. And uh, like I said, I am Nick Fertucci. This is the Nick Fertucci Show for Adam22 and Valerie Brill. Envy out. <laughs>